thanks for tuning in with us. Um, so today we have our last episode of um, this season uh, of a live podcast. And the topic that you have chosen for us is called reality bubbles. So uh, thank you for uh, sharing your voices um, on the poll. Uh, we're really excited about this topic. Um, personally, I find it quite interesting. Um, how can we perceive world um, the same world in a different way? Uh, so thank you for choosing this topic. Mm, so I'm joining today from Copenhagen. As you can see, Daya is not with me today. Uh, today, <laughs> I'm here by myself in Copenhagen. And then you have on the other side, Bihra and Daya, both of them right now in Bulgaria. <laughs> so it's a little bit of change of the scenery, uh, but I hope we manage uh, to adapt to a new situation, <laughs> especially me. <laughs> so um, yeah, so thank you for joining and uh, I hope you will stay with us and um, as usually share your perspectives and thoughts. Um, as I already said, we're gonna talk about reality bubbles, we're going to be talking about different perception that all of us has. We're going to talk about how can we, uh, what actually it means to live in the reality bubble. And um, is there like more reality bubbles happening simultaneously or uh, how can we get out of one? So if you have some, um, some uh, thoughts on that, please also join our conversation and be present with us. And now I'll pass um, the mic <laughs> to the girls, uh, which will share with you what is Live Design Circle and uh, why did we start a live podcast. Yes, thank you, Vega, for the nice intro. Apparently, you can do it on your own super well as well. <laughs> and um, you are hopefully with us not for the first time. Um, we hope that you have been joining us uh, for a little bit more than once. Uh, over the past uh, couple of weeks, and um, if not, and if you're for the first time with us, we shall introduce ourselves. So uh, we're Vika, Vika, and we are the creative minds behind Life Design Circle. This is the bigger uh, project that we have in mind. Um, this is a project that is very dear to our hearts because it's coming all from our personal stories. Um, that's how we found each other. Uh, and Life Design Circle is all about finding different perspectives of life, new perspectives that actually benefit for our health and well-being, for um, uh, achieving our dreams and goals uh, in the future, and that by the means of collaboration. So we help each other and support, it, support each other on the way to reach our dreams. And the way we do it is also using a lot of tools. We have design tools and tools from the field of innovation um, that we adapt to the topic of life design and the context of life design. So um, yeah, and during our plenty of conversations, how can we also include more people uh, into the context and the and the topics around life design? We actually came up with this what we have today as the live podcast. This is our bridge to you and your um, need to talk about different subjects that are not so common in the public space. So um, this is how we opened up a bit of space for, for you and us to talk about something different. Yeah. So what is the Alive podcast? Um, the Alive podcast started more than two months ago. Um, and it was because we couldn't um, have events. It was back then it was quarantine, it still is in many places in the world. So we decided that we want to open space online where we can have conversations, but not only the three of us, but really invite other people to join and brainstorm with us. We wanted it to be co-creative. That's why every time after the session, we posted a poll and always our audience, as we like to call it, um, was deciding on the topics that we're talking on. Uh, this is exactly the case also this time with reality bubbles. So it was a big challenge for ourselves. It was a big learning process. And it was a really nice way to also open the conversation about life design, um, what it is, what are we doing at Life Design Circle. Um, I can tell for me personally, but also for the girls, that it was a great experience. We had no idea what we're starting um, <laughs> two and a half months ago. <laughs> so it's even a little bit exciting to end the season today uh, with you. So. Um, I see that we have a couple of people here with us. Uh, hopefully, uh, you're going to stay 
for a while. So please make yourself comfortable. Um, this always takes around an hour. Um, and we start with a bit of check-in, then we dive into the conversation. And the more questions and thoughts and input we have from your side, the better it always gets. So if you have the time, stay with us. We're going to be here for a couple more minutes. Um, and yeah, this is what the Life podcast is all about. Make your Monday a bit in you. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, girls, for introducing and explaining. I uh, just wanted to ask, how are you doing? Um, now you're in uh, both in Copenhagen, uh, sorry, in Bulgaria, <laughs> in Safia, right? And you haven't seen each other for quite a while. So how does it feel? <laughs> how is the mood as well? Very hot. <laughs> <laughs> very hot. It's very nice to be here. Yes, summer has mm -hmm. arrived uh, in Sofia, so it's very warm. It was also very exciting to see Daya. Uh, an insider is that we have actually met in real life only once until now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it's really nice to have, um, yeah, to meet not in a Zoom call or anything, but in real life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> Most looking forward. Uh, hmm? How are you doing? <laughs> I feel a bit strange because it's a change of my routine, you know, usually it was Mondays and then I was going to your place, to your house, and then we were sitting next to each other and now it's like a little bit of the change of the things. So I'm like, it's kind of strange to see like you sitting next to each other, like in a good way, but it's something different, you know? <laughs> so um, yeah, um, before I feel it was becoming quite comfortable. And now it's like a little bit of shaking, shaking down our usual routine, which actually goes a little bit with our topics, maybe, of reality bubbles. A bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah. was about to say that. So, yeah. I was just about to say that it goes very much to the, the topic uh, that we have chosen, or that you have chosen, actually, for us for today. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I can make a smooth transition into saying that it feels already like a, like moving from one reality bubble to the other by me just flying over to Sofia mm -hmm. because it's a um, quite different mood and um, we, both within the countries, like how people react uh, to uh, what's happening on a global scale, but also how, um, how people react to changes in in the weather and um, yeah, so you can definitely feel the difference, and mm -hmm. uh, that's a very visible hop in between reality bubbles yeah. <laughs> on the country. Yeah. Before we dive into the topic, I really want to. Um, I feel a little bit lonely, even though Dai is here. Uh, <laughs> but I would love uh, to know where you're joining from, uh, who is watching you. Say hi, hi. Um, give us a thumbs up, a like, just so we. Um, yeah, we know we, we have this um, exchange of energy in both sides. And while you're doing this, um, maybe we can start with, I don't know, do we want to explore what's reality before jumping into the reality bubbles? Yeah, I think so. We could have a good beginning. And hi to Nanda. No, sorry. Hi to Nahida. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, where are you joining us from? I would be curious to know. Um, yeah, also anyone else who is with us today, let us know where is your place, where are you right now? And uh, yeah, in between we'll speak about reality. Uh, <laughs> so what is reality for us? Do you girls want to share like what is your understanding of reality? Yeah, I did a Google search because <laughs> I, I couldn't say what's reality. So I decided to Google search it mm -hmm. and Google told me that it's um, it's what we can experience and what we can say that it exists uh, and not not what's imaginary. This really didn't solve my problem, so I started to dig deeper. And I was like, okay, what is? How can we say if something really exists? So it's uh, what we can um, feel, taste, or smell with our senses. So anything that we can sense through our senses, we can say that it, it exists. And then I disagreed with Google because I think there are also things that we can we we know that ex, um, that exist but we can't really explain. So this is where my Google search stopped, and this is what reality <laughs> appeared to be for me—a very interesting topic. What do you think, girls? Um, I'm happy you investigated further and you kind of didn't take it 
for granted like the what Google the answer <laughs> you're like ah it doesn't sound right I'm gonna come up with my own understanding and my own explanation of it <laughs> uh, but I very much agree with the senses because um, this is like the senses that we have as a humans and this is the way we can perceive world but at the same time there is like so many different dimensions of reality happening and I think uh, yeah it that are reaching way beyond our senses. So um, this is maybe the reality that we can perceive through our senses, but yeah, there is much more than that, I feel. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I agree that there is much more beyond that we can't really perceive and also mm -hmm. things that we haven't explored even yet. Um, to me, it's also in a way set of set of of, um, of like a bundle of um, rules maybe or regulations on a cultural level or like an invitation on a cultural level how people should behave and what would they um, mm -hmm. do around um, and then also maybe it's it's the place or a different person that would invite you into their reality so it's mm -hmm. kind of like different things it could be people places um, or cultures that would create different realities. Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, you feel. Hmm? Go ahead. Clarify. Um, so you feel like the external things, like our environment, things we are surrounded by, create these realities. Is it mm -hmm. right? Yes, I believe that they invite us to explore different realities. And uh, sometimes it could be the place that you pay attention to and then you get into the vibe of this place and the things that people are used to doing in this particular place but it could be one person if you just have a nice conversation probably you have experienced that when you have a nice conversation you dive into that conversation mm -hmm. so deep that mm -hmm. you're just lost into it and then you lose mm -hmm. track of time and um, you lose track of like where you are maybe in a restaurant but nothing else matters but besides this conversation, so you kind of create your own reality with this person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like this. I think it's true, but I would love to challenge it saying that to me sometimes, yes, reality is an outside thing, but at the same time, it can be a lot inside. So it's a lot about what do we decide to perceive? You know how you have your eyesight and you when you have a focus, um, you see very clearly like this one focus, but everything in the periphery, is this a word? Yes. Yeah. Uh, everything in the periphery is like a little bit blurry and there are points behind your yeah, your head that you can't even see. So I, I like to use this as a metaphor of also how we perceive the world. Sometimes what we focus on, we can see very clearly and everything else maybe sometimes stays into yeah, a blind spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I think this is actually what creates this bubble, right? That we see some things, but then... And we don't perceive the other things that just like next to us. Um, yeah. So, uh, hi to Luis. Thanks for joining us from Copenhagen. Yes, maybe one explore. We have a little bit of delay, I feel. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think it is a bubble? And uh, maybe to give a hint on that, um, I was just thinking right now when we were discussing that partly it could be a bubble that is individual and partly could be like a bubble that other people are co-existing co, co with you. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's bubble. Not yeah, it's a, it's a bubble because it keeps a specific reality in one shape somewhere but it's not like an ocean you can distinguish this bubble from the other bubble yeah, in some way how can we recognize actually that would be a question um louis says we have quite long delay <laughs> i'm i hope it doesn't affect the level of conversation too much uh, if it becomes again, please let us know if it's quiet, yeah, delayed, then we'll try to maybe refresh or something. But thanks for the note. Yeah. I also wanted to suggest, Vika, if you want to, you can try to rejoin us very quickly. Okay.
I'll do um, to see if this for us. See you in a minute. And in the meantime, I will try to answer Dai's question. Sometimes, uh, I think a few weeks ago, we had this topic of um, comfort zones. Mm. And sometimes I have the feeling that reality bubbles and comfort zones are something maybe similar. Um, I'm just putting Vika in. And now, hello. Hopefully, Hopefully it will be better from there. Better now. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, perfect. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> As it works now. So I wanted to great. Sometimes talking about the reality bubbles and the comfort zones, I get a little bit mixed because um, it seems to me that really, like with the people around us, we create a comfort zone, but also a reality. Very often, the people like-minded with us and our friends, they're very it's very likely that we have the same interests the same um view around the world and this is how uh, actually a bubble happens right mm -hmm. yes so it's interesting yeah. to yeah it's the true i feel there are <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead there <laughs> okay i'll go i'll go uh i agree and that comfort zone and reality bubbles they have things in common uh, but I also feel that uh, reality bubbles doesn't need especially to be in the comfort zone because uh, you can feel, you know, out of comfort zone, but live in kind of a different bubble. So they, f they have the same ground, but a little bit different uh, if you go deeper into the meaning. Yeah, yeah, true. Do we have any examples for, for those? Maybe we can try to explain mm -hmm. through examples. Do you feel like you have created some kind of reality bubbles around yourself? Like maybe in the way you could describe it, that uh, what your reality bubble can co coexist from or consist from, sorry. Yeah, I must say that for myself, um, I've never been long into a one friend group. Um, mm. And I find it very interesting to actually be like a, a small atom going around and just joining different friend groups. And I um, I really enjoyed, enjoyed this because you, it's exactly like uh, going in a different reality bubble and seeing the world a little mm -hmm. bit differently. So I would say um, this is in order to escape your question a little bit, but I just realized for myself that I don't know if I've created some reality bubbles for sure, but it's also a nice way to sometimes um, when we're close into one friend group, we tend to have this similar experience and life use with the people around um so it's really nice mm. from time to time to just hang out with people that have absolutely different view or doing something different in their lives uh, just because it changes yours and it gives you a little bit of a reality check if we want to call it like this mm. i completely yes. agree about that I and um I hmm? for sure yeah, I, I just uh, wanted to say yeah. like, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I can feel a real delay happening again. Um, okay, sorry guys about this. I hope yeah we can manage till the end. Um, but I just wanted to add on that that I completely feel that I have the same experience with you, Vich. Uh, I'm I'm used to like having uh, friends in different groups. And it's quite interesting to change the environment and go and see different perception because then you, you, because if you stay in one group, you kind of forget people can perceive things differently. And it's a good reminder every time you move. So like one of the way people also get outside of reality bubbles is actually traveling. But in our everyday, I think this is kind of like alternative to keep your, you know, keep, keep diversity in your everyday. The things you do as well, so friends is one thing, but also like maybe some activities that you do and you just go and meet different people. Yeah. Uh, one suggestion that I have that might uh, actually, in a way, solve our problem with delay is that we use some kind of hand gesture or anything. And in this way, we know. Oh, I yeah. yeah. OK. This one is good. <laughs> 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 if you want to say something, you do this. OK. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go. Uh, I, love this, I love this explanation of, um, of ourselves if we do have reality bubbles. And I, for sure, 
have different ones that are also part of my comfort zone. So one thing I, I can share is that I think what I'm doing is that the first time I realized I'm in a reality bubble, it was, um, it was back in Berlin and I was, I've been talking to different people, very different in, in their lifestyle, in their um, way of doing things, but also kind of the conversations were so similar. The conversations mm -hmm. were like as if scripted. And uh, at some point I realized that it was the social bubble that was kicking in. So even though we had so many different backgrounds and so many different interests that we could share, the social bubble was giving this filter that was challenging us to actually access our knowledge and interests and become friends on a different yeah. level. So I got very frustrated with that and I was exploring this and I couldn't understand what's happening. And it was basically this filter. Then I realized that we're in a, in a bubble and if you maybe meet this person in a different context or if you invite them through asking different type of questions and you act in a more uh, friendly way, they would um, they would also be eager maybe to, to change behavior and to change the conversation. And since then, mm -hmm. when I realized that, which made me feel very uncomfortable, so that was out of my comfort, mm -hmm. comfort zone, but in a specific reality bubble, then I think I started, mm -hmm. first I started intentionally going into different reality bubbles to explore who has what that is interesting and what would I like to adopt in my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And in such a way, I think right now I'm doing quite well with hopping into different realities, but eventually in the end, I try to merge them just because I like different aspects of the different realities. So in, in that sense, I think I'm inviting people to my reality bubble, but it's not complete. It's not only, it's not only one. There are different aspects and different people and different hobbies that I, mm -hmm. I have that are consisting or like building up my, mm -hmm. my bubble. And I think here the biggest challenge is that some people identify with only one bubble and they never explore more. So it might be that you're kind of stuck in one. So, um, mm -hmm. where it is. Why do you think people stay in the same? I, I feel like the first and foremost is because of fear. Um, and also some people really like the security and safety to stay where they are, to have a predictable lifestyle, to have um, predictable week and everything that they can control as well, because mm. outside of the bubble, it's really not you need to explore and you go, you go with other people's flows. So it's not always your, your mm. terms of the reality and it might be also uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to also challenge our audience and maybe ask you, when was the first time that you realized um, that you're in a reality bubble or when you, yeah, how was your first interaction with our topic? Um, and in the meanwhile, I can say for myself that I think it was like the first first experience was when my father started telling me his travel stories when he was going uh, to Nepal um, and really places far, far away from home. I started realizing how um, people there are really living a different, in a very different way, waking up in a different way, believing in different gods. Um, and I remember um, there is this one very beautiful uh, movie a day in a life which really represents it so beautifully um, it's actually a compilation of a lot of very very short videos which show um, one whole day in different places around the world and when you watch it and I really recommend you to, mm -hmm. to take a look at it it's um, a really beautiful representation of yeah how life in uh, different places looks like mm -hmm. yeah. that, that's an interesting one I would love Love to see it. Um, I just saw the comment, actually a question from our audience. Louis is asking, what is the most distant reality from your own that you've been to? Um, yes. Um, yeah, it makes me think of it, right? Um, I can start. Uh, it's a very mm -hmm. it, <laughs> weird answer maybe, but um, when I'm in the beginning of this year, I happened to be in business meetings 
<laughs> I stretch okay. so out <laughs> like reality um, because I tend to be in my everyday life. I'm very authentic. Um, my first work experience was in a co-working space. Everybody was super welcoming, very friendly. And to me, work was never like this place where I had to behave in a new personality of mine. Um, mm -hmm. And I was just me. And then at some point, I had to attend these business meetings where I had to dress up different, make my hair, um, watch my language, which was so uncomfortable and so interesting to to see first to me all, all of the business meetings i didn't know how this looks like it was a whole new reality to me very interesting not my area of life but yeah i think <laughs> at this moment i am very very far out of my reality what about mm. you girls so you tried that and didn't work mm. Mm -mm. i still don't know actually i'm still thinking <laughs> So you there go. There I can go. <laughs> um, yes, um, I think it's interesting that we. This is such a good challenge, Vika, because that really was okay. What is the first thing that pops in mind? Um, mostly, that is the right thing to say. I think my biggest stretch was when um, I was also traveling on the way to Nepal, actually, mm -hmm. and we stopped in Dubai. So first of all, it was such a good mix of. First visiting Dubai, then going to Nepal, then going back to Dubai. Mm. So you have one of the most like wealthiest countries in the world, um, where everything is like skyscrapers, big malls, big shopping centers, um, super expensive things, and and then you have the comparison of Nepal, where people are so poor, but um, on the contrary, there there is music around always and dancing and culture living culture on the streets and it was such a big mix of like you know seeing mm. the one and the other and coming back to the first one and i think like the dubai reality for me was more uh, like strange uh, just because everybody there goes in burkas and it's mm. not even just the burqa but it's like full, fully covered you don't really see the eyes of, of women mm -hmm. and men are also like kind of fully covered it's partly also because of the weather because it's too hot um but yeah it was a very interesting experience to me to see how life is um because the weather is is too hot outside and the desert life has been transferred inside and there are different rules and context in in walking around the shopping center. There are different. There were different floors and levels for different social um, uh, social groups. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And you can observe things and also be part of it, uh, but also question so many things of what is your, the proper behavior. Are you mm -hmm. having proper clothes? Are you accepted as a tourist? And maybe they accept that you don't know most of the things, but like where where are the boundaries and the lines that you shouldn't cross and then how accepted you are? Mm -hmm. Vika, did you come up with one? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it actually got me a little bit inspired, your story, when you start talking about expensive things. And um, I feel that uh, one of the examples that I was in a different environment it was actually a fashion week. And to hear to say this story, uh -huh. really you know, very respectful for the people who like, you know, care about that and they, you know, uh, being inspired and uh, sharing their creativity in this field. But for me, uh, I remember I was a teenager. I was maybe 15 years old. I was like very excited about going to the fashion week. And I felt, you know, this is the environment where people like uh, create and this is like very interesting environment environment and people and everything was very exciting but the moment I came there it felt like I couldn't find myself there um, somehow the the behavior of the people was like very different of my own I couldn't feel myself there and uh, I just realized that sometimes like things from the outside they seem more exciting your type of things like you know, type of the atmosphere maybe yeah, I felt like I had to behave there, you know, and I couldn't feel that I could, you know, relax, maybe sit on the floor and just be more casual about things. But that was my experience. Uh, I know many people like this, uh, you know, elegance and uh, and this is they think, but for me, it just was not my reality bubble. Mm -hmm. Do you regret 
If I regret, not at all. I'm actually very grateful I had this experience. Uh, I feel we should try things out, right? As we say it in life design circle, uh, to know what you like and to know what you want to do, where you want to head to. You have to try out things because you can't just tell like from being outside of the place um, until, yeah, until you try it out. Yeah. I think something that is so interesting to me is how in this particular event, for example, where you were, very often people experience the same thing. So you're physically in the same place, but everybody has a, a different mm -hmm. experience. And I can tell this from example, um, just from parties where I've been with friends, we go to a party, we meet people and afterwards, so when we go home, it's like we've been to two absolutely different events. So it's really yeah. how everyone perceives things differently. And maybe someone at the fashion week was like, oh my God, this is so much better than I thought. And it, having <laughs> So this is how interestingly like the world changes. So the, the world and the reality is not this one point that is constant for everybody, but how you create it for your eyes, I guess. Mm -hmm. point is, um, there is also scientific proof for that. Um, I've been very inspired by uh, Annette Set. It's called, he's a neuroscientist. And I've been to a talk of his, of his um, in Copenhagen. Um, meaning that what he stated is that Basically, we individually create our reality. Our brain creates, builds our reality by something that we mentioned already, the senses, but also our perception, our assumptions about the reality and our focus mm -hmm. and attention. So mm -hmm. um, his statement is, is basically that every, every moment of your day, you create your reality by paying attention to different things. But also, partly it's a, what he says, a hallucination. Uh, that we commonly agree upon what the reality is right now. I found it so fascinating. Mm. This is such an inspiring talk because um, it is partly true that we do agree on like things that are mm. like this and mm. because we both see it and yes, I, I agree on that and that's why mm -hmm. it's a common reality and we don't question it anymore. It's the same. Mm -hmm. We have discussed it already and that's how it is. Yeah. And then somebody enters the room with like a pink head <laughs> and the feathers and like says like, okay, today it's a fashion show, you know, it's not the room that we're making mm. a podcast. Then the reality should be agreed upon again. Yeah. And then True. we, we <laughs> need to um, see the, the other perspective, the newcomer's perspective mm -hmm. and say like, yeah. let's find a common ground. Yeah. That's why I find it so... Uh... <laughs> Uh, so important to interact with other people because you can learn a lot and you can be like challenged with your way of thinking and uh, um, and it's interesting to actually reach out of those bubbles and actually ask why we do things the way we do and can we do them differently because in this way you can also get to know yourself better because you can be you know acting or like maybe being and living in one way but doesn't mean like you can't be also um, you can bring some other per some other sides of your personality into your your everyday because we can we can be so many different people and it's just uh, of course it comes from within um, our personality traits but we are also being shaped by our environment so um, yeah I really recommend everyone just to challenge themselves and uh, be more bold get out of the comfort zone and talk to other people meet other people and just. Yeah, or maybe listen to different stories and just uh, get to know some other perspectives and our way of being or living. Mm. I just wanted to um, to give an example of what you said, Vika, about the environment changing, you changing the environment and the environment changing you. If you think about diets, um, people who are doing diets, they often know that uh, they got get the recommendation you just change the things that you have in the fridge. If you want to eat more fruit, just buy more fruit, put them around, and then change the environment and it changes your behavior. So in those terms, we can actually pay attention to how our environment looks like. Do we like it? What kind of people are there? And then intentionally we decide, okay, I see this is, I acknowledge this reality bubble, but that's not all that I need. And I must say that in, in, the, in the times when I forget that it's not the only one, I also kind of lack things mm. that this particular bubble doesn't give me. So I need to intentionally think about 
what is the environment that I need so that I get this, the things that I need from yeah. other people. Mm. And then I'm not also putting all of my expectations on those people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First of all. I think it's interesting what you're saying and also this um, idea of creating your reality. So through the outer worlds and your experience and in this example for, um, that you gave with the diet, when you set up your reality outside, you start living it. So it's mm -hmm. interesting how when we think about, okay, so the world is not this place that we all see the same way, but everybody perceives it differently. Maybe you can also um, create your reality. And something that I do intentionally for myself, I filter my reality. Mm -hmm. I know that there are things that I just don't like, I don't approve, that I want, want in my bubble. And I am aware that I live in a bubble. So I just say, okay, this is not coming in. This is not um, going to be here. Um, mm -hmm. It could be toxic relationships. It could be people that are taking my energy. It could be projects. It could be in different states. But I think the moment when we know that reality is something that we can create, uh, or at least we can have some kind of influence on, we start having ownership and strength. And we start, yeah, maybe being a little bit more empowered. Mm -hmm. just a, just a <laughs> quick comment um guys we're so happy to have you here today with us uh, joining us in this virtual space please be active and don't hesitate to share any comments or thoughts or questions that you have we tend to say that a live podcast is also for you and you are the host of today's um, episode so the more you give the more we can we can play around with it Yes, and I would love in this context mm -hmm. to read the comments of Nada, um, who recently came back home, and she has an interesting experience to share. Um, so Nanda is writing, um, the most uh, distant reality is the, she's answering the question that um, Louis had, uh, is uh, the opposite of everything rational for me, and it's actually coming back home after a time spent abroad. I feel really uncomfortable, like I'm a ghost in my own reality bubble. Uh, what about you girls? Uh, how do you feel coming back to your countries or cities in the first few days? I, I think you can very good have, have an answer on that. Do you feel the warm feeling of the old bubble or more like you create a new one every time? Super good question. <laughs> I love it, Nanda. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, if I can start, uh, because I recently moved one from one bubble to the other again. Um, since I started hopping between countries, it has been a challenge. I have noticed that every time the first couple of days, I'm becoming very quiet, very unusual for my nature. And I just start observing and absorbing, kind mm -hmm. of. I try to remember again the way how people behave and the conversations that are being held around so um i observe and I, I i get into this part of my personality that tap into this uh, what i remember um was natural to be here but i also can see very very clearly that people have a different perception of me coming back mm -hmm. and um especially outside of my closest circles of my closest friends and family people do see things that I have been asked the question once um, after one hour discussion. Um, so uh, you don't really live here, right? You live abroad. Um, and I was like, is it something in my accent or what? And um, the girl was like, no, but you just tend to be very optimistic about things. You just, oh. everything that you so optimistic and it doesn't make sense that you are <laughs> that you're here. And I was a bit shocked, but then I also thought, like, it is also that um, we, when we go through life and we meet um, the level of intention that we have to meet different people and go into different realities, they also change us, right? And they form our mindset. So if you if you stay at one of the same place, it's very clear that um, the people who have been moving around, they collected something in their big backpacks you know they mm. have collected some other diamonds and they if they are good enough they incorporate it in their everyday lives so you you are changed mm. so in terms of that yes um like i need adjustment mm. when coming back um but also i see that people perceive me differently mm. Mm -hmm. 
um, I can just add one small thing. Um, sorry, Rika. And it's how I, um, when you're abroad, you, you change because you're in a different reality. Um, you tend to come back a little bit changed or with a new perspective, with new ideas. Um, and this sometimes just confuses people. And I feel like jumping in a bubble, which feels very uncomfortable for the, like I also need these few days before I adjust to, oh, okay, so this is how it was here. And it's interesting because sometimes I go back to a personality of mine. So I'm like, aha, okay, so this was how I behaved here. <laughs> so you have the personality at the one place and the personality in the other. And I, for a very long time, when I was also living abroad, I had these two very separate personalities. So the one in Berlin and the one in Sofia, they were like not completely two different people, but they behaved differently. And now more and more, I wanted mm -hmm. to, to break this. So I started um, bringing the one bubble very intensely into the other. Now I'm spending... Uh, the, the last couple of months in Sofia and it's interesting because you feel resistant you feel like the bubble is shifting and changing um but it's yeah I think it's a positive experience and it's only bringing like a little bit of a new and fresh air mm -hmm. I really like what you said and I can completely relate to it um for me as well going back to um, I have like two home countries uh, it's um, yeah the country Ukraine where I was born and I was growing up for some years and then another country where she was spent my teenage life uh, so going back to those two countries I felt um, was also a different personality in both of them and also a bit different here in Denmark so for me it was like very, very confusing in the beginning because I was kind of trying to tap into my old personality and I felt like really uncomfortable in that state because of maybe family expectations, you know, like some memory uh, of your friends, how, um, how they treated you. So you're kind of like trying to go back to what it was. But I think the last maybe three years, I started to do the same thing, just bring my own personality, my own, my new way of doing things back to, back to those spaces. And it was actually quite interesting. Like if you uh, come back from abroad, let's say like you've been living in a different place, and suddenly you have this new perspective on the things. And the things uh, from your life from before, like being seen in one dimension, suddenly you can see like them in a completely different angle. And uh, it, feels, it feels strange, but it feels interesting. I really enjoy like um, getting to see this full image, you know, of, the, of this reality, seeing more, seeing more in depth. Mm. Loving it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and time goes so quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once again, I would invite our um, the people who join us today to comment and share your thoughts. It's your last chance for this season, and we would very much love to hear from you. And, and on the other note, I wanted to um, to challenge a bit the conversation now. Um, what do you think there is about the online world? Now, I wanted to do exactly the same change because I, I think there is no way to reality bubbles and not talk about social media and online world. Um, <laughs> and going back to these two personalities that I, uh, I was speaking of, I think all of us um, have these two personalities ever since like the internet and social media started. Um, there is like this um, second world, the online world, where you decide how to represent yourself, you decide what to share, you experience everything that people decided to share themselves mm -hmm. so it's like this really wicked and interesting place <laughs> where i know that a lot of people it, it's very normal every one of us you from out of curiosity you start following people you want to know what they're doing sometimes you don't want to but you start comparing yourself or your life with them and it's such a wicked thing that um you're seeing highlights of people's lives and sometimes you're just, I don't know, spending the whole time being bad. You don't feel good. But then you compare yourself with them. And it's a real, really interesting reality. I don't know. It's, to me, um, it's really not matching what the reality is. So I, I wouldn't call it reality. Ooh, I would call it something different. So it's an online space. <laughs> but it's not a reality. <laughs> okay. Me try, trying to change the concept. Yeah. Go, Vika. Yeah. I don't know if I agree. 
uh, I get what you said about uh, creating your highlight uh, reality online, which can be yeah challenging for other people who like see just only those highlights and start to compare themselves to uh, to those people that they look at the social media. But I also see some um, you know positive parts of an online reality. So let's say I came across example of people saying that, for example, online, they can express themselves much better because they don't have maybe in every day, they have some kind of, I know, nervousness, a little bit of anxiety, and then they can go online and they can just express their thoughts and their feelings without having this block because communication is a tricky thing. And then for some people, it can be challenging. Sometimes it's much easier to express your inner self like just by writing things. So I think um, it can also has a positive impact and also can let you bring your persona that it's maybe tricky for you to express in every day out there. So you can create your other reality there as well. And even though it's a space you can't touch, you can't feel, as we already mentioned before, but still this this it is some kind of reality that um, comes together with your real life and yeah, cause coexists with it. I uh, agree with both of you, and I think it's. Um, I had a very funny discussion a couple of years ago with a friend. Um, on the topic of is it better to communicate online via chat or like do you get more from a conversation over chat or live and I was like duh of course live. I mean that's not even a question and then she was like wait wait why so so she was clearly on the opposite side of the river and she was like <laughs> but when but when we chat when I chat with somebody I focus so much more on the content and the clear appearance of the wording mm -hmm everything and i don't need to get more information from the other person and i was like according to all the studies in, in communication <laughs> it's 70 percent of like your verbal uh, expression and mimics that you get um so that was a very interesting moment for me to uh rethink the online world and thinking of what you both said i i would say that in my opinion it's like it's an extension of mm -hmm. ourselves it's mm -hmm. like an extended way to communicate so um mm -hmm. it gives you the opportunity to express yourself in a different way to uh, explore different ways of communicating with people um to put a different image on what people can see in you uh, according to what you need but it's also a tricky thing because we are not used to communicate like we're getting mm -hmm. used to it now but we're not used to um, make sure that we use it properly, you know? Um, mm. We are still, I feel like we're still kids playing with something very new and exciting and we don't know what the impact is. Yeah, It's like, mm. I test how, how you perceive me by building a different profile and different persona that I always wanted to be, but that works only if I actually work on it in reality and elevate this as well. So mm -hmm. this, it could be a testing platform. I like what you said. <laughs> yeah, that's actually super interesting. But another thing that um, if we don't think only about social media, but like generally the online space, there is something called the filter bubble, mm -hmm. which for those of you who don't know what this exactly is, it's the word for all of the algorithms online work in a way that they receive data from you um, in order to understand like what would you need better. So then um, the search engines and everything that we find online is trying to suit our needs. So we receive only the things that we like, which mm -hmm. of course, from probably a marketing perspective is great. But if you think about news, if you think about so many things, that means that you're around you, you create this filter bubble that you only get the information that you would be interested in. And there is so many things that you don't have access to. And my question here would be, do you have any tips or ideas how to escape this mm -hmm. um, also to our audience you can help as well <laughs> for sure one of the tips would be to um, hop into other people's realities and um, mingle a little bit more into with, with other people into conversations that are not usual for you and just explore what 
they have to say on the matter because um, the more we talk to our friends and we discuss a topic that has been in the media I feel like it has been checked on the list of we, I have discussed it already and mm. Um, mm. this is done I feel an opinion on that uh, but probably there is somebody else who has 20 more years of experience and a very different perspective on this same maybe article or new piece of news or whatever it is. Uh, so just give it a second try. Mm. <laughs> I can also add maybe needed because Louis is uh, writing right now. I couldn't imagine reading or watching something I'm not interested in. Uh, isn't that boring by nature? So I, go Vika. I can try answer to answer that. Um, so the thing is, you now, now at this moment know what you are interested in, but there are also so many other things you might be interested in, but you didn't discover it yet. So the, the reason to try to read something different, watch something different that's not among your interests right now, is, is actually to spark your interest and uh, get your curiosity to get to know other things, right? Uh, so if we just keep, you know, learning only um, the things that we already are learning. Um, it's nice to go in depth and grow in this way, but I think it's uh, also important to remember to challenge yourself a bit, to um, get a little bit of different information. And of course, if it occurs to be boring for you, just like skip it and go to the next thing. But uh, yeah, just don't limit yourself and try, try things out and uh, maybe you'll find a new interest and uh, find yourself there. And a very specific example, Example I have on that. Um, I have a, I had a friend uh, who was a really really good mathematician, and he would be on levels of mathematics that are almost philosophical, honestly. And I remember he giving me a lecture once, uh, like half an hour or an hour about things that I really don't understand. Um, <laughs> but I was like, he's asking questions <laughs> because it was his passion, you know. So I wanted to understand what makes him thrilled about it. And interestingly enough, um, what happened is that I got very excited about the topic because he tried to bring me there into his world. And by him trying to explain things in a very simple way, almost kid's perspective, mm -hmm. um, I was able to get the logic behind his curiosity. And then the most interesting part is that I applied this principle or whatever into a context that I am excited about, namely people or people's um interaction or mm -hmm. patterns i always put it into this into this lens and context and then i get excited about like okay how can we use mathematics to um to yeah find a connection in people's lives and patterns yeah so <laughs> this is the easiest way yeah, yeah. uh i think it's uh, also really great when you interact with the people that have this passion so yeah one thing maybe it's like read some kind of article but it's yeah, much better if you meet someone who's like passionate about something and maybe it's completely out of your you know interest um but then people can like spark this interest in you by yeah by the way they speak about this matter uh so yeah look for the passionate people around <laughs> to get inspired nice one um i really don't want to interrupt us but uh, we're approaching slowly slowly the end of today and before we get into it i really want to as per tradition uh to maybe try to engage the topic with life design circle and explain in which way are reality bubbles related to life design <laughs> yes i actually wanted to uh, <laughs> to come back to that as well so um First and foremost, I think life design is all about perspectives. It's it's all about having a different perspective um, by being inspired by others and how people do it. Um, and even if you think about um, the perspective of having, I don't know, nowadays people get so inspired by celebrities and having this lifestyle, but the thing is, do you really want it? Do, is that the lifestyle yeah. that you want? Because if you want it, then you can... You can follow those people. They have been doing the same thing. Um, like they have found a way already. So you can just simply do what they did and find the steps and get there. But that is that what you want? So 
what we do in life design is that we test out things. We test out ideas that we have and we test out if, if it really fits us or it's just a nice experiment that we will forget and we go to the next one that um, actually either solves our problem or brings us towards something mm. that we aspire to mm. become. So I think one of the best things for me is that life, life design and reality bubbles connect when you, ha you can um, test and explore different lifestyles and then find your own. Mm -hmm. um, I think I, I really like what you're saying, but I would love to point out another one, which for me is like super key. And it's, uh, I actually touched upon it a little bit earlier uh, in the episode, but it was being proactively working with your life mm -hmm. and knowing that you can create your reality. Mm -hmm. And the moment you that everything is as you perceive it and as you want it, um, I think you start getting ownership and you really just go for what you want. There is this mantra that I really live by and it's um, where attention goes, energy flows. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that where you focus, uh, there just things start to happen there. Um, and I would love to give to our listeners just the idea that um, your energy is a little bit like the money that you're spending. So really be very mindful on the way that you are spending your energy with what kind of people and what kind of activities, uh, because this is what is shaping your reality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, go. Uh, I'll, the third thing, I think we have much more to share, but uh, looking at the time, I think it's gonna be the last thing uh, from life design. Uh, so I would say, um, how is it connected to reality bubbles? Is that um, we can help ourselves to um, to navigate in the world, to be awareness what's happening. So if we stay in one reality bubble, we actually wouldn't know how our life could look like differently, and we wouldn't explore it outside. And in life design circle, we say uh, you should get to know different realities before you realize where you want to go and what's your goal. Uh, so yeah, I think that will help you to also get some self-awareness because you can know, you can get to know some part of yourself, like one aspect of your personality, but yeah, try it out. As Daya said, different, different things and, um, listen to other people's story because this is the space where you can get inspired, uh, meet different people. Uh, yeah, be a good listener and ask them questions and uh, challenge your perception on that you have right now and yeah just try out different things until you figure out what is your thing and how do you want to structure your life absolutely love yes. it <laughs> i feel like the, the the last thing i would I'd like to add on top of that is um not be afraid saying explore different realities in order to find yours, but also yours can change because we have to explore life. So mm -hmm. just make mistakes and then be creative on the way and have fun. Yes, and we're here to support you. Um, even though today is the last episode of the first season of the podcast, uh, we really need to take a little bit of a break, but that doesn't mean that we are disappearing from the world. Um, make sure to follow our page and their Instagram or any platform that for you suits us, but um, we'll make sure to stay in touch. Um, and yeah, it's a really big thing for us. Also, that's um, the A Life podcast for now is going to take a break, but one door, when one door closes, another one opens. So let's see, yeah, what's going to come. Yeah. And thank you so much for being part of this um, for the last two and a half months. Uh, it's really great to have you engaged and uh, listen to your stories and get inspired and get challenged. Uh, so please stay with us in the conversation. Uh, reach out to us, talk to us. We all will be always very happy to hear from you. Uh, share your feedback, share your questions, and yeah, just uh, go for it. And we'll be happy to hear it. Yes. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for appearing every day, uh, every Monday. <laughs> and also, uh, if you feel like re-listening some of our op uh, episodes, everything you can find on Spotify and also on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Thanks and a lot for me as well. And thank you, girls, for being here on this journey with me and with everybody else on screen. And uh, it has been a real pleasure 
to share this time with you guys also every Monday. Um, <laughs> yes, so we are having a very creative break actually. We are ha having a lot of different um, new ideas, juggling with new plans uh, for the next season. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, we'd love to share with you guys. So uh, stay tuned and stay creative and think about life design a little bit more. Thank you.